everybody, welcome back to another episode of Dr. Movie. And uh, like the last slogan I had there, the, mo- the, the, the show, let me get it straight here before I start talking, right? The show where the doctor is always in his car. That's right. I do this show while driving my car. That came from my good buddy Dan Bone, as you realized a while back when I brought this one up. And uh, excited about this one. Uh, I actually had to watch this for another podcast that I was on. Uh, that being the Forgotten Film Cast with uh, my good friend Todd Liebenau, which I don't know by the time I release this if his show has come out where you can hear that one as well. But I thought this one belongs on Dr. Movie as well. And what we are talking about, the infamous uh, goofball but cool kind of movie, Megaforce from 1982. It's a sci-fi action flick, right? Lots of familiar faces and a lot of familiar places, right? Um, This is a Golden Harvest production. So this is that time frame when Golden Harvest was starting to get into uh, consolidating and working with uh, American businesses and, and making universal films, right? Not universal, the company, but universally made films, right? So, um, yeah, 1982... Um, <laughs> this thing, let me tell you, uh, is something else. Let's let's look at uh, let's look at our synopsis real quick. A high tech soldier with a flying motorcycle leads troops to the rescue of a ruler and her people. Yeah, that's that's a very brief description of this movie for sure. Um, yeah, there is a flying motorcycle. If anybody knows anything about this movie, that's what everybody always talks about. But I'm here to talk about something totally different. And before I do, we got to talk about the cast in this movie, right? Uh, first and foremost, we got Barry Bostwick in here, right? As Ace Hunter. How, how much more of an 80s action flick name can you have than Ace Hunter, right? Right. <laughs> so Barry Bostwick, I mean, come on. You, we know him as, you know, the, the nerdy guy from Rocky Horror Picture Show. He's Barry Bostwick, right? I mean, he's in all kinds of stuff. We got... Uh, Pierce's Kambata in this, which uh, for you Star Trek fans, you know that she's the the bald-headed lady in the first Star Trek the motion picture movie, right? Uh, the Vigor woman, right? That's kind of where I re- realized where she was from more than anything else. Uh, let's see, who else we got? We've got Henry Silva, and this is the bad guy. When you need an 80s bad guy and you can't get John Saxon, you get Henry Silva, right? He's the bad guy on Buck Rogers. He's the bad guy in, I don't know, Red Dawn. I mean, the guy's into everything, right? Uh, we got Michael Beck in here as Dallas, one of the one of the people that works with Barry Bostwick with the Megaforce team. Now, Michael Beck is known for being in The Warriors, right, as your main person in it. He's also in Xanadu. Yeah. A movie that we may talk about sometime on this show. Who knows? But uh, that's uh, that's pretty much everybody worth talking about. Except you got we got Evan C. Kim in here, right? Evan Kim. And the reason I bring him up, his name is Suki in this. He's uh, he was in <laughs> a Kentucky Fried movie, one of my favorite movies ever, right? And uh, <clears throat> he plays the character that's the Bruce Lee ripoff, right? They're, they do a spoof on uh, Enter the Dragon, which is called A Fistful of Yen, 
And this guy plays that character. So as soon as I saw him, I was like, hey, fistful of yin, right? <laughs> oh, so yeah, man, that, that's, that's pretty much all you need to know as far as the cast. Uh, let's just talk about this movie is 80s to the nth degree, right? This military team that are kind of hired guns, but they're supposed to be the, the, the most cutting edge, high, high tech, you know, super science, you know, they're ahead of the game on everything. Right. And, uh, it's amazing that they build them up as being this great team and they get this incredible underground military bunker. But the, the thing is, is everything they do is still done on motorcycles and dune buggies. <laughs> That's the magic of this movie, right? And uh, so what is happening is uh, Henry Silva and uh, this other guy are, are taking over this little small continent, right? They're just taking up another small country from whatever country they're from. Doesn't really matter. And uh, they are, let me roll down a window here. They are, uh, it starts off with them uh, attacking a little small community or a small town and just blowing almost like a power plant up, which is obviously a model. It's pretty, pretty dang obvious. And uh, it blows up, you know, 17, 18 times like any small model would because one time isn't enough. And this leads to where uh, Paris' character, Zara, is trying to contact Megaforce and think that they can go in and stop Henry Silva, whose whose name in the show is uh, Guerrera. And the thing about it is Ace knows Guerrera very well because they used to be on a military team together. So there you go. That's kind of where we're butting heads here, right? We got one guy that knows the other guy, and one is power hungry, and the other one is trying to do the right things. And the, the Megaforce team is really like the United Nations, right? They have representation of every group, I guess, on the planet. But the only way you can distinguish, really, besides them playing up where they're supposed to be from, but they all have, they're all wearing the same matching uniforms, but they have a flag that's uh, a patch on, on their arm, and that signifies what country they're from. So if you're from America, you got the American flag. If you're Japanese, you got the Japanese flag. You know, it's that kind of thing, right? That's how you can tell. Hey, we do have an Italian guy. He's over there, see? And uh, it, it's got that kind of kookiness to it, which is okay, right? Now, we can talk about the bad guys. We can talk about the soundtrack. We can talk about the dune buggies. We can talk about the cool motorcycles with the welded pieces on the front. But if we're going to talk about anything in this movie, it has got to be Barry Bostwick's hair. Because it is the most heavenly feathered hair of the decade, right? Uh, it, it's it, it's a work of art. It's absolutely amazing. And I find myself not even listening to what he's saying because I'm just mesmerized by the hairdo, right? Not only that, but he's wearing a like a headband, which is the typical 80s headband, right? Something happened when, when First Blood came out. People no longer wore like sweatbands or, you know, the, the typical... Uh, attire of that kind. Everybody just started taking rags <laughs> or strings and tying it around their head, and that'd be their headband. And Barry Boswick's got this baby blue headband. It's just a piece of material that's tied around his head with his golden locks just flowing in the wind, even though they're not really golden. But uh, they are in this movie. 
And uh, not only that, but these military uniforms they're wearing are not military at all. They're basically spandex. They're, they're wearing these spandex jumpsuits because, you know, we're high-tech 80s <laughs> military guys. So at the end of the day, you've got Barry Boswick and a bunch of guys in spandex riding around on motorcycles, popping wheelies and shooting rockets out of the front of their motorcycles and shooting lasers off the back of dune buggies. Now, the dune buggies, all, the, all this stuff has a paint job on it that kind of stealths everything. I mean, when you see it, you're like, well, that's a pretty crappy paint job. But if you lay an object on it, it will absorb whatever is against it and it will become that color, kind of a chameleon type thing, right? So, I mean, they, they make a point of this, but it's never really used in the movie, right? And uh, it's just another thing. It's like this movie's full of cool ideas, but they don't really ever use them, right? And like I said, this military bunker is way too large for a group of, you know, 14, 15 guys. <laughs> and that's what this is all based around. These four, you know, 15, 16 guys riding motorcycles and dune buggies. And they've got a, a contact vehicle that goes out with them that's like the, the, the central nervous system for them that keep them all in, in check. And they go do a raid on this little holding area that uh, Guerrera has or whatever con continent they are at the time or country. And this is something that, that Todd and I talked about on his show. Is it's a pretty neat idea, but it's kind of odd at the same time. But... They do this strike attack, and it's all supposed to be in real time. So you got a counter down in the corner of your screen that's showing you that they've got, you know, the next, I think it was like two minutes or something, they have to go in and annihilate everything there. And you get this countdown going on while you're watching, you know, all this happen. It's kind of a cool idea. And uh, I, I give them credit for that because it, it's really that uh, that reality TV thing that, we now think is, you know, just, it's the norm now, right? So they go in and they do, they do this attack, and then Guerrero figures out, ah, that's Ace and his guys. So Guerrero comes down to where their, you know, their hangout is or whatever, and they're buddy-buddy. And it really throws this movie for a loop, because you're like, oh, wait a minute, this doesn't make any sense. Well, while Guerrero's there and him and Ace are hugging each other and talking about the old days and why did you attack my place? And he's not really mad at him about it. And then all of a sudden, that's when Zara, which is the lady that's trying to hire the, the Megaforce team, and the person that, that's with her, he's some kind of big, you know, military officer guy, whatever. But what it is, is this was all a setup. It comes down to they wanted the Megaforce team to go in and disrupt this thing, which is a call for war, right? So they initiated a war thinking they were just going to do an operation. But really, because of crossing the, the border lines and all this stuff, it's it's an act of war, which is going to bring this whole other wave of big military things that have to happen, right? So now, uh, our Megaforce teams feel like they've been gypped, right? But uh, at the end of the day, you still have to fight the bad guys. And really, when it comes down to it, that's all we're wanting to see, right? So now, the Megaforce is having to fight on their own against, I don't know, 15, 16 tanks. It's amazing that, you know, uh, Guerrero's attack team, his his military force, is not a very big force, but they're taking over these little countries. But then the mega force has got more people on motorcycles and dune buggies than they have in, in tanks. And there's, like, no, no militia people. There's nobody running around with guns. They're all in these tanks. <laughs> 
So what do you get? You get a bunch of motorcycles driving around, popping wheelies, shooting rockets out of the, you know, the, the windshield, the wind guard, and, uh, you know, blowing up tanks, jumping over the tanks, you know, in full 80s style. And again, this is why we're watching it, right? And then they've got so long before, before this whole thing is just going to blow up, right? They got to get out of there. And, uh, the rest of the Megaforce team is all heading back to get on this big, you know, escort plane, right? It's going to pick them up and, and take them back home. And you've got this cool scene where all the bikes are heading towards the plane and they're all dropping these smoke bombs, right? And really what it is, is it's like smoke packs that are in the motorcycle and they're all multicolored. So you got rainbow colored smoke that's blocking the tanks and stuff that can't see where they're heading, right? And it's a cool visual thing. Would you really use this in a military situation? I sincerely doubt it. But it looks cool on camera. And everybody makes it except Ace. He falls off his bike. And he's falling behind. And the plane takes off. And in order to make it on the plane, there's a new device that's on Ace's bike alone. That's a prototype. And you hit these buttons and these wings pop out on the side of your motorcycle. And it starts flying. And, and the visual effects on this... We're probably a big deal when it came out, but you look at it now and it's pretty dang ridiculous, right? And uh, so what this movie is really known for is really quite comical now, right? It's, it's pretty hilarious to see this happen in this movie. But uh, all in all, it's a slice of 80s goodness, man. It's, you know, the dialogue doesn't mean a lot. You're just here to see some cool special effects when when i mean special effects i mean like maps that show you where the bad guys are and it's all digitized so it was kind of cutting edge for the time and you want to see motorcycles shooting rockets and no cgi nothing like that this is i mean they took like legit like big bottle rockets <laughs> strapped them to the front of this motorcycle and was just launching them and uh <laughs> it's pretty cool i have to admit it's pretty cool you know who doesn't want to pop a wheelie on a bike and shoot rockets out of the front of it. I mean, that that's the American dream. Or maybe that's the, the international dream, right? So, uh, for that alone, it's fun. Um, soundtrack is pure 80s soundtrack. Uh, I don't know. It, it's, it's not a great movie, but it's one of those that was on HBO non-stop when I was, you know, 14, 15 years old. So, I've seen this one more times than I'd like to admit. So it, it's, I won't say it's a guilty pleasure, but it's one of those that I don't, when I, when I see the artwork for it and I think about Megaforce, it puts a smile on my face. <laughs> so with that being said, I'm going to give this a, I'm going to give it a three out of five, right? Uh, it's just right in the middle for me. It's not one I revisit a lot because I've seen it so many dang times, but uh, I, I still enjoy it. It's still fun. It's super dated. It's got some neat concepts, but that's about as far as I'll throw it. <laughs> hey, if you like Megaforce, let me know. Uh, be glad to talk about it with you or share your information of what you think about it. If you've got other movies that kind of fit along with this one, let me know. We'll put them on the list. We'll get them done. All right, folks, that's it for this one. We will check you later. <laughs>